Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Kayaks and K-Signs podcast. First episode of the new year here in 2024. So happy new year to those listening. Off-season recap for your San Francisco Giants. Spring training is now underway. The Giants played their first game in Scottsdale today. Unfortunately lost 8-4 to to the Cubs, but... Spring training doesn't matter if players do well. It means they're probably going to continue to play well as the season goes on. If a player struggles, it doesn't mean that that's going to translate and they can figure it out during the season. So a lot of stuff happened this offseason. Obviously, Giants missed out on some big free agents with both Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, unfortunately signing with the Dodgers. Otani signing for $700 million, the largest contract in baseball history. But despite the Giants losing out on those guys, a couple other guys that they lost out on, they had a pretty decent under-the-radar offseason. Besides the Dodgers, the Giants spent the most money in the offseason, not even close to the Dodgers, but their numbers are inflated with Otani's contract. But the Giants... Spent a lot of money in free agency, and I think they definitely improved their team. Obviously, last year, the team underperformed, won 79 games, fired manager Gabe Kapler, but it's a new year for the Giants. They hired a new manager, Bob Melvin, who has lots of experience both with the Padres and the A's in the playoffs and experience in the Bay Area. He grew up a Giants fan. He played for the Giants when he was in the big league, so... Good, good hiring for them. He brought in his staff, as well as the Giants retained a few people from Gabe Kapler's staff. But first offseason for Zaidi and Melvin together, and I think they did a pretty good job. Obviously, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about this later. But there's still some pieces out there that could help this team. But I think, despite what they lost, I think the stuff that they brought in can definitely elevate this team to maybe winning 85 games and competing for a wild card spot down the stretch. So let's get into who they signed. The first big signing of the offseason was Korean outfielder Jung-Hoo Lee. They signed him to a six-year, $113 million contract. Largest contract the Giants have given out in a while for the young center fielder from the KBO. In the KBO... Lee, who, by the way, is only 25 or 26 years old, so he's going to be the everyday center fielder for years to come, something the Giants have been looking for for a long time, that everyday center field that can solidify the top of the lineup and defense. And Jung-Hoo Lee was in the KBO for seven years, and across those seven years he hit 340, 407, 491, with 65 home runs. So he's not going to give you a lot of power, but he's going to get on base. He's going to hit for average and he's going to be, and Bob Melvin has said that he's probably going to be their leadoff hitter every day. He's a left-handed bat, but they're not going to platoon him. They don't even want to use that word anymore, but Melvin said he's going to be that leadoff guy. And based on his stats, he's definitely leadoff archetype. Doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but can hit it out of the park when he needs to. I think his high in the KBO was 15 home runs in a season, which is pretty good. So, And his defense is is awesome in center field. In the seven years that he played in the KBO, he only made 10 errors 
in the outfield, which is outstanding. His speed is very good. The Giants have been lacking speed for the last couple of years, so bringing in Lee helps that up. It also helps young, 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 helps make the team younger. Lee, like I said, only 25, 26. He's going to be that everyday center fielder for years to come. Add great speed and defense to this Giants team. He already be an electric addition to the team, something the Giants have been lacking a lot. Another big signing for the Giants was right-handed pitcher Jordan Hicks. They signed him for four years and $44 million. The flamethrower has spent time in the big leagues with the Cardinals and the Blue Jays, throws up to 105 miles an hour. But the caveat with him, he wants to be a starter, and the Giants have signed him to be a starter. While he did try and start a little bit when he was on the Cardinals, he wasn't very successful, got hit around a little bit. But the Giants, they kind of have a wide-open pitching rotation. We'll talk about this later, but Alex Cobb is hurt for an extended period of time, it looks like. But So the Giants signed Hicks to come in and be that starter, and I think I think it's a, it's a pretty win-win situation for the Giants. If he works out as a starter, you have an electric third or fourth starter who can throw 105 miles an hour with a devastating sinker that gets up to triple digits. And that's a great, great starter to have to complement Logan Webb, Kyle Harrison, and whoever else fits into the starting rotation, which we'll talk about later. But if the starting experiment doesn't work out and Hicks struggles as a starter, isn't able to go deep into games, gets hit around a little bit, you can move him to the bullpen where he's been his whole career, and he can be that eighth-inning guy with Camilo Duvall. And that's an eighth-ninth combination that a lot of teams are not going to want to face in the back end of a close game with Hicks coming in the eighth inning, throwing 105 miles an hour to shore up the eighth inning, then Duvall coming in with his weird arm slot, throwing 101, 102. That, that's a scary combination. So I think – while this signing surprised a lot of people, especially with Hicks wanting to be a starter, I think for the Giants, you if if the Giants pitching lab can help help Jordan Hicks figure out how to be a starter and he can be effective like that, then that's awesome. But if he has to go back to the bullpen, he's been great there his whole career, and I think he'll be electric with Doval, especially last year between the Cardinals and the Blue Jays. He had a 3.29 ERA. He had. 12 saves and he only threw and he threw 65 and a third innings but he had 81 strikeouts. So he strikes strikes a lot of guys out in relief, throws hard, doesn't allow a lot of runs, has the ability to close games if he if the Giants need that. So overall I think this was a great signing for the Giants and I see it as a win-win for both him being a starter and a reliever if he needs to come to that. The final big signing the Giants made of the free in the offseason was Jorge Soler. Three years, $42 million. And we knew this when they signed, but Melvin has said that Soler is going to be their four hitter. He's going to DH every day. And this is a signing that the Giants have needed for a long time, and I love it. The Giants have not had a 30 home run hitter since Barry Bonds in 2004. That was 20 years ago, the year that I was born. The Giants have not had a guy hit 30 home runs in that amount of time, and that is insane. I know Oracle Park is a pitcher's park, but there's got to be guys that can get 30 home runs, and Soler brings that. Last year with the Marlins, he hit 250, 341, 512, 
with a 128 OPS, which is outstanding, and he hit 36 home runs. And while he can play in the outfield, the Giants don't want him there. He's not a very good defender. He's not very fast, so he's going to be the DH for the Giants, and I think this is a great signing. The Giants need a DH. They've needed a, like an everyday DH that's not a platoon like they did a lot with Flores and Peterson back and forth last year. They need a guy that can come in, hit a lot of home runs, and still hit pretty well. Like He hit 250, which is pretty good for a guy that hits a lot of home runs. So, so there's going to be that DH in the middle of the Giants lineup. And especially if Lee can adjust to big league hitting, which I didn't talk about. I think it might be a couple months before Lee kind of adjusts to big league hitting, but I think once he gets there, Lee's going to be a great hitter in the ML, in MLB. But if Lee can adjust to MLB hitting before or earlier than people expect, and he's going to be on base a lot, then Soler can just hit him in with home runs, and it's going to be awesome for the top of the Giants lineup. And I think this was a great signing for the Giants, and I think it brings a lot of excitement to a clubhouse that has been – pretty dull these last couple years for the fans and Soler is an exciting player he brings a lot of swagger and I just think overall this was very successful signing for the Giants another small signing that happened but I think was necessary the Giants signed catcher Tom Murphy to a two-year 8.25 million dollar deal now Murphy he's going to be the backup catcher Patrick Bailey earned that earned the starting job last year with how he performed after getting called up from the big leagues He's great defense. He's one of the best defensive catchers in the league. He can hit. He's a switch hitter. He earned that starting spot. But Murphy, he's a he's more of a hitter than he is a catcher. And I think that's what the Giants need. Bailey can hold his own with the bat, but he's a great defensive catcher. But we saw towards the end of the year how Bailey he was catching so much because Joey Bart was in the minors and Blake Sable wasn't great defensively behind the plate. So Murphy or Bailey had to catch a lot and he got tired towards the end of the season. It kind of slowed his production down. So the Giants, they're like, we need to solve this. So they come in, they sign Murphy. Last year with the Mariners, he had 290, 335, 538 with a 142 OPS plus and eight home runs. So as a catcher, those numbers are fantastic. Murphy's definitely going to come into the Giants lineup, give Bailey a break when he needs a rest and be, hit towards the bottom of the lineup, probably six or seven spot, maybe the eighth spot for the Giants, but he's going to bring a lot of offense from the catcher position and give Bailey much needed rest. So I think great backup catcher signing for the Giants, especially with Joey Bart's future on the team, probably coming to an end very soon. And Blake Sable probably going to get some time in the minor leagues to start the year. And with his catching ability not being as great as Bailey's, I think Murphy's comes in and is a great signing. The Giants also signed reliever Austin Warren to a minimum contract. He was with the Angels last year but got hurt and is recovering from Tommy John. So the Giants signed him to kind of just rehab from Tommy John and come in maybe later in the year and help out with the Angels. Last year he only threw an inning and two-thirds, like I said, before needing Tommy John. But in his rookie year, he had a 177 ERA in 2021. And last year he struggled. He had a 5.63 ERA in 16 innings for the Angels. But I think if the Giants pitching lab can get to him and make him be healthy and and kind of get him up to speed with what the Giants want to do, I think Austin Warren can be a great addition to this bullpen and help the team with some depth if they need it down the stretch, especially if in their if they're in that playoff contention spot. And another guy they signed to a minor league contract was Amir Garrett. 
Last year with the Royals, he threw 24 innings, had 28 strikeouts, and a 3.33 ERA. So it's minor league contract, so he's not on like not on the roster yet. But if he has a good spring training and he's able to make the roster, he could definitely be that lefty complement to Taylor Rogers in the bullpen and kind of give the Giants another look out of the bullpen if he makes the team. So definitely a low risk, high reward signing for the Giants. I like what they did, and I think overall <clears throat> you're gonna look at this and you'd be like, eh. They signed some guys here and there. It's not a great offseason, but if you look at the Giants' needs, obviously it's not a perfect offseason. They could have done a lot more. They could have got Yamamoto. They could have got Otani. And I'll talk about this later, but there's still some guys on free agency that could still go after. But I think overall, based on the Giants' needs, based on the swagger that they need and the defense and the speed that they need, this is a great offseason and the power that they need. This is a great offseason. They addressed a lot of holes and a lot of needs. And I think Farhan Zaidi, in his first year with Bob Melvin, I think he did a great job with this offseason. He's always going to get criticism. That's always how it's going to be. But I think overall this is a great offseason. But you have to give him his props more with the trades that he made. Zaidi made a lot of trades to salary dump and get some players. And I think the trades that he made were very good. The major trade of the offseason the Giants had, they traded Mitch Hanniger back to the Mariners along with Anthony Discofani for Robbie Ray. And I think this is a great trade. Now, Robbie Ray, he's hurt with the Mariners last year. He had Tommy John, so he's going to be on the IL until about June or July. But I think this is a great trade for the Giants. You dump the salary of Discofani and Hanniger, two guys who have underperformed and are overpaid their last couple years. And Robbie Ray, he's a former Cy Young Award winner not that long ago, 2019, I believe, when he was with the Blue Jays. He's had some good years with the Mariners, and he's in his 30s. He's a little old, but he's he can still perform. He's in a he's a lefty starter. He throws he throws hard. He's got good stuff. And I think while the Giants bullpen or not while the Giants rotation is a little wide open right now behind Webb. Harrison and Hicks I think once you get Ray back and Cobb back from his injury I think once Ray comes back he's going to be inserted right into that rotation to complement Harrison and Webb and I think he's going to be a great addition this is a great trade from ZD I loved it when it happened you get a salary dump you get a good player back and I think Robbie Ray with the Giants pitching lab is going to be awesome when he comes back from Tommy John some other smaller trades for the Giants they traded cash to the Mets for Cooper Hummel. He's a catcher within the Mets organization, and I think they just picked him up to have some minor league depth at catcher with Joey Bart. Like I said, he's probably out the door pretty soon, and I think they see Blake Sable more as an outfielder if he can't develop his catching. So Cooper Hummel, just a way to kind of shore up that higher minor league depth at catcher if an injury or something happens. They also, and this is a very sneaky trade that I like, they traded cash to the Blue Jays for Otto Lopez. Now, Otto Lopez, a couple years ago, was a top prospect in the Blue Jays system, was seen as kind of the future shortstop or second baseman for the team before Bo Bichette kind of came along. But I think this is a sneaky good trade for the Giants. Otto Lopez, he can play shortstop, he can play second. I think he can play a little bit of outfield. He can hit a little bit. So I think if Marco Luciano doesn't – and they, I don't think they see necessarily Luciano as a shortstop. He's a shortstop right now. I don't know if he's going to stick there. But if Luciano doesn't work out the way that they hope that he does this year, you have Lopez there. He's been a top prospect before. He knows what it's like to be in that situation. You have him. He can play multiple positions. The Giants like that. He can hit a little bit, I think. Gives you a lot of leeway with 
him in your minor league system. And even if he makes the the team out of spring training, I think that's a good bench back to have. And just that versatility on defense, if something happens with Luciano or something else, someone else gets hurt, Otto Lopez can get in there. You didn't give up anything for him. I think it's a great trade from Zidi, and I think Otto Lopez could be someone to look out for this year for the Giants. Another good trade that I like, salary dump, Giants trader Ross Stripling to the A's for Jonah Cox. Little Bay Area swap there. Ross Stripling underperformed for the Giants last year, was kind of expensive, so they dumped that off to the A's. And I like this trade. Jonah Cox, he's an interesting prospect. He was a first, he was a he was drafted last year by the A's in 2023. And in the minor leagues, he hit 287 last year across the complex league and then into single A. And he's only 22 years old, so he and he's an outfielder. So the Giants, intriguing outfield prospect with um, Jonah Cox. I think I like this trade. Get rid of Stripling in his contract. You get a young, good outfield prospect who can develop in your system and hopefully make an impact in the next couple years. And another minor trade that the Giants did, they got Ethan Small for cash from the Brewers. Ethan Small does have major league experience. He's a lefty reliever. He's got a little funky delivery. He's 27, and he has been in the big leagues before with the Brewers, but not a lot of experience. So definitely an interesting kind of trade here for the Giants because you see the, the, the lefty that we know is going to be on the team is Taylor Rogers. He had a great year last year as one of the main lefties for the Giants out of the pen. But if Ethan Small can have a good spring training and kind of propel himself about above the prospects or some of the other guys that the Giants are thinking as that other lefty in the bullpen. He has some big league experience with helps. He's 27, so he's been around the game for a, a long longer than some of these prospects. So if Small can have a good a good spring training and kind of propel himself onto the roster, I think this will look back on as a good trade for the Giants because you you only gave up cash. It's, it's basically nothing for this guy. And if he if he can make an impact for the Giants in the bullpen, I think it's a great trade. So overall, based on the trades and the signings that the Giants have done, I think they had a pretty good offseason. I wouldn't rate it perfect. I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10. I'd probably give it a 7, 7.5. There's room to do more. There was room to do more. Obviously, losing out on Otani and Yamamoto sucks, but they wanted to go to the Dodgers. You can't fault them for that. The Giants tried. They offered the same contract, the same incentives, the deferring, all that stuff. So they tried, and unfortunately, Otani and Yamamoto just had their minds made up. But I think this was a good offseason. I think the Giants can definitely compete. The NOS is going to be tough, but... The wild card race, especially in the NL, is always wide open. So I think the Giants can definitely compete and make something happen in the postseason, especially new manager, kind of new approach to the game, new guys in the lineup. I think this is a team that definitely can be scary going forward. And now some of the losses for the roster, just go over that. Recap some people. Jock Peterson signed with the Diamondbacks. Alex Wood signed with the A's. Brandon Crawford has not signed with anybody. We thought he was going to retire, but he still wants to keep playing, but as of yet has not signed. Jacob Junis has not signed either. John Brebbia signed with the White Sox. Roberto Perez, who was a giant for about five minutes before getting hurt, he signed a minor league deal with the Red Sox. Scott Alexander also signed to the A's, and Sean Manaya went to the Mets. So we thank those guys for their service to the Giants, and we wish them luck in their future endeavors with their new teams, hope for them to have success 
in the new season. But we move forward with the roster that we have now, and I'm excited for this team to get going. Uh, talk about Alex Cobb for a second. Like I said, he is injured as well. He is expected to go on the 60-day IL, but he has been throwing at spring training. The Giants weren't sure about that. He had hip surgery in the offseason, and the Giants weren't sure that he could be able to throw. But he's been throwing at spring training, and he seems to think that he's not going to have to be on the IL. So that's something to look out for. Giants were expecting him to be out until about June or July, same as Robbie Ray. But if he can come back earlier, that's even better for the Giants. Insert him into that rotation it's going to be a young rotation. It's probably going to be Keaton Wynn, Tristan Beck, Kyle Harrison, and then Jordan Hicks and Logan Webb. So if Cobb can come back even earlier and kind of bring that experience and good pitching that he did last year to the rotation and then compliment Ray when he comes back, I think the Giants pitching is going to be pretty good. And so it's going to help complement them with the off with the new offense that they have and the new signings that they did. I think the the pitching is still going to be the top priority, not the priority, the top performers of the year, the pitching. The Giants have always kind of relied on their pitching with kind of lesser, less powerful lineups. But this year, I think it's pretty balanced. I think the pitchers are still going to edge out the lineup a little bit. But I think I think overall, it's going to be a pretty balanced team. And both, both the pitchers and the lineup are going to have to rely on each other and come together to win these games. And I think especially if Cobb doesn't have to go on the aisle at all, I think that's going to be a major boost for the Giants to start the year. So we'll we'll look into the Cobb situation as spring training progresses and we'll update you. But I, as of now, it looks like Alex Cobb is not going to be ready for the season and will probably not be back until June or July. But once again, we'll see how spring training goes and we'll keep you updated. As for, I've been talking about it the whole episode the Giants still have a chance to upgrade their team. And this is pretty unprecedented this far into the offseason with spring training underway. There are still four major free agents left that could help the Giants win the World Series this year. Cody Bellinger, still a free agent. Blake Snell, still a free agent. Jordan Montgomery, still a free agent. Matt Chapman, still a free agent. Scott Boris, these are all Scott Boris' clients. Scott Boris is trying to give them as much money as possible. He wants his guys to get that bag. And a lot of teams are just balking at that. They don't think Cody Bellinger is worth what he wants. They don't think Blake Snell is worth what he wants. And so it's just kind of a big kerfuffle. And at this point in the offseason, it's crazy that these guys haven't signed yet, especially spring training starting. But for the Giants, I think I personally, they've been talking about it the whole time. The whole offseason, they've been talking about it. Bob Melvin loves him. He's played in the Bay Area before Matt Chapman. I think if the Giants signed Matt Chapman, it would elevate their offseason even more and make their team so much better. He's one of the best third basemen in the league in terms of defense. He did have an off year with offense last year, but he can swing the bat. He's always been a good hitter in his career. His defense at third is beyond premium. He's always won platinum gloves and gold gloves. He's a fantastic defender. I think if the Giants could sign him, would probably mean that J.D. Davis gets traded or gets kind of put into a different role, whether that's at first base or kind of a sometimes D.H. if Solaire needs a a day off. I don't know, but I think it would put J.D. Davis in a tough spot. But I think if Matt Chapman could come into the Giants, he instantly makes that lineup better. He makes the defense better. The Giants have been talking about how they want to improve defense these last couple years. They haven't really done it. They did it with Jung-Hoo Lee this year, but – 
Matt Chapman just shores up that infield defense, especially the Giants pitching staff. Logan Webb is a ground ball pitcher. Alex Cobb is a ground ball pitcher. So with these ground ground ball pitchers that you have, having the best infield defense that you can is really important. And I think Matt Chapman just brings that. So if the Giants can find a way, I know he's expensive. I know Boris is asking a lot for him, but if the Giants can find a way to meet in the middle and kind of sign Matt Chapman, I think he makes this team a lot better. And I think it would probably push the offseason score to an eight or an eight and a half if they're able to sign Matt Chapman. I know spring training started. Zaidi himself has said that they're probably not going to look to add anybody. He might have just been saying that to kind of tell Boris to hurry up and figure out the contracts. But I, it's very unlikely that they sign anyone else. But I would love Matt Chapman. I would also love Jordan Montgomery. I think Jordan Montgomery's a great pitcher. He's a lefty. He would instantly make the rotation a lot better be kind of that veteran experience, even for Webb. Webb's a veteran, but he's still very young. And Jordan Montgomery is a little bit older, so he would kind of come in and be that anchor in the rotation, along with Cobb and Ray, just to kind of teach Harrison, Webb, those younger guys, just have a cohesive and strong rotation. He's a great pitcher as well. He won the World Series last year with the Rangers. And I just think I think signing those two guys, Chapman too, especially Chapman played the, played for the A's for the beginning of his career with Bob Melvin. They love each other. Bob Melvin raves about him. So I think if you bring in Chapman, if you bring in Montgomery and Chapman, I think that's a fantastic offseason. Makes the Giants a lot better. Could even push them to being a team that could win 90 games. So I think, so I think that while it's very unlikely the Giants sign anybody else, I think if they were able to find a way to meet – in the middle with Chapman and Montgomery or one of the two, it would make them a lot much, a lot better than they already are. And I encourage them to try their best to try and get one of these guys or both of these guys on the team. But as of now, if they don't sign those guys, if they remain to be unsigned or they go somewhere else, I think the Giants should be pretty happy. Obviously there's always room to improve. You can always have a better off season, except maybe if you're the Dodgers this year, I guess. But I think the Giants are in a good spot with where they are. This is, a, this is a good team. It's a team that can win a lot of games. And we'll see how spring training goes and how the rosters all kind of square square away before opening day. But I think this is definitely a team that you're happy with that is able to compete for that third, second or third wild card spot and can make a run in the playoffs. So I'm not going to predict lineups right now. I'll do that as spring training comes to an end and we see kind of where the prospects and the main guys and how they played and stuff. But and I already talked about Joey Bart, how he's running out of time. He doesn't have any options left. They have Murphy. They have Sable. They have Bailey. They have Hummel now. Like the, There's a bunch of catchers that Bart just didn't work out. I think he does have some trade value, but I just think, yeah, Bart's time with the Giants is probably not going to see the light of day past spring training. But, yeah, that's the offseason recap of the San Francisco Giants in 2023 as we head to the 2024 season. But if any major signings happen, whether that be Chapman, Montgomery, but Snell, Bellinger, any of them, combination of them, I will let you know. But as of now, I will see you in March before the start of the regular season with spring training updates and stats and how everything is going and predictions and stuff like that. But if a signing happens before them, I will hop back on and talk about that signing. And I hope that that does happen for the sake of the Giants. I hope that those free agents come to us 
and makes makes this team better. But as of now, I will see you in March for the opening day preview. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night, good day, wherever you are. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.